please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Hi, this is Greg McIntyre at McIntyre Elder Law, and this is the Elder Law Report. Um, I'm here with fellow attorney in our office, Theron Causey. And Theron, today's topic is guardianships. We're going to talk guardianships, why you might need a guardianship for a loved one, how to avoid a guardianship for yourself, and kind of the ins and outs of guardianships, pitfalls, things of that nature. So without further ado, Theron, you handle lots of guardianships in our office. I do. And you become kind of our resident, uh, uh, you know, very knowledgeable attorney about guardianships, right? You were on the appointed list to be a GAL in Mecklenburg County. So you get appointed by the court to, uh, you know, independently investigate those guardianships. So you really have learned them. I know you've read through the statutes a number of times handled a number of cases. So you, you've handled a lot of those. And w- let's start with what is a guardianship? Sure, sure, great question. I think uh, you know, a basic understanding of, of what a guardianship is is important. Um, a guardianship is, is a legal structure, right? That, that's where, ne- where it's needed. Um, it's, it's something you typically use as a last resort where someone, whether it's an incompetent adult Right or a minor, someone's incapable of making their own decisions, and as a result, needs a guardian, um, a trusted individual, uh, often you know, serves as a fiduciary in a fiduciary capacity, which we can talk about at length. But um, essentially, where there is a need, a guardian is appointed to make decisions on behalf of the person that's incapable of making their own decisions. So that might be by virtue of diminished capacity or some sort of underlying um, diagnosis affecting their cognition or their cognitive abilities. Um, it may be uh, solely physical in that they're incapacitated and they're unable to physically manage their own affairs, whether it be related to their health care uh, or the management of their finances. Sure. Uh, so, so the court will <clears throat> typically, what happens is somebody will file a petition um, seeking guardianship over an individual uh, as a result of their inability, that individual's inability to manage their own affairs. Um, and will the court will hold a hearing um, and we will have a time to present evidence as to whether there is in fact a need for a guardian, right? Whether there's the evidentiary burden is satisfied. Um, and beyond that, who the guardian will ultimately be. And there, that can be broken down into specific roles as well. Okay. So, if I have an accident or I start slipping into senility, Alzheimer's, dementia, um, then I might be unable to handle my own financial affairs or make healthcare decisions for myself. Sure. And or the, that's a situation where a family member, for example, would have to go to the courts or through an attorney like yourself to go to the courts to petition to be my guardian. It could be. And, you know, we take those, there's certainly not a, a one-size-fits-all when it comes to you know, whether there's an express need for a guardianship. That's, that's very much so a case-by-case basis uh, type of thing. 
Um, you know, simply having some sort of Alzheimer's or dementia or something like that is not dispositive of the issue, right? It could be the extent by which uh, that individual is affected or afflicted by that, by that illness or that, that disease. Uh, so, you know, having it isn't necessarily the, the end of the story, right? It could be just the beginning. Um, it might not be t escalated to the point where a guardianship would be necessary. Um, but the guardianship is the, the legal remedy where there's not already a plan put in place, which I think you kind of touched on earlier, which is, you know, what can we do when if somebody comes to me with, with questions about guardianship, that's often because there's not any sort of pre-planning um, legal documents that have they already been put in place. They haven't engaged in a state plan. That's right. They hadn't, they hadn't put their foundational work, as I like They haven't been pro proactive. That's right. They can pick who they want to handle their mm -hmm. finances, who they want to handle their health care. Mm -hmm. And what if they come see us and engage in estate planning ahead of time? Sure. That's right? exactly right. Yeah. They can take the time. I mean, anyone can take the time uh, to, to make those decisions and put those in place. And I feel like given the exposure and the experience that I've had with uh, guardianships at large and really seeing them from so many different angles, um, you know, representing not only petitioners but also respondents, interested parties, uh, and then serving as, as guardian ad litem in, in various cases, it really gives a, a good perspective on the, the 360 of the overall process. Mm -hmm. and, and I can almost with, with assured confidence say that uh, pre-planning, you know, folks that have done, the, done their due diligence and taking the time to pre-plan and sort out, you know, making sure they have a power of attorney in place for both health care and financial aspects of their life, they're almost always in a better position and, and can certainly avoid guardianships altogether, you know, depending on the circumstances. Let's talk about why they might be in a better position. Sure. Once a guardian is appointed, mm -hmm. it's my understanding there's court oversight. That's correct. Over anything that guardian could do. Most, most every major decision uh, that arises uh, under the context of the guardianship must be moved through the court or authorized by the court, whether that be through some sort of um, pre-planned budget for the expenses over a year, uh, whether that's you know, the sale of personal property, real property, the list goes on. Uh, the guardianship statutes, while specific in some areas, are rather vague in others. And so what really has to, you know, the general rule is that when in doubt, you know, ask the court. And so what that means is you've got more involvement over time with the court system. You've got the scrutiny of the court over time. Uh, and ultimately, they're the ones making those decisions mm -hmm. um, and playing sort of the gatekeeper, if you will. Um, with regard to you know the management of the estate and and if you think about that from a from a personal autonomy type standpoint you know I, I personally I think most others would agree uh, that maintaining autonomy is the utmost importance right? agreed um, as an individual and I think you know as far as personal liberties go and our civil liberties go the guardianship is really should be the last resort right um, we want to preserve those liberties, not only for ourselves, but for our loved ones. And, and you know, putting in place those fundamental estate planning documents 
can do that. They can they can be a part of the recipe that ensures that those that your rights, that your liberties, will persist through time. Sure. And if you don't have that trusted individual to a point, I mean that's really what guardianships are for as sure. well. That's right. I mean they're there and to protect the person. They are absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's a time for guardianships. Mm-hmm. But you always have the option to plan ahead. As long as you're of sound mind, then I would encourage you to consider an estate plan. Right. The value, I mean, and I know that we preach that from the rooftops, right? And, and, I, and I, I'm reluctant. I find myself in situations where I wish, um, you know, these people had heard our message or a similar message and taken steps uh, to, to put those foundational documents in place to avoid you know, the cost and the stress of going through, moving through the court system and, and you know, having a continuing obligation uh, to marshal everything through the courts for the rest of that person's life or until such time as they're able or capable of managing their own affairs. Um, you know, that might be a restoration of competency. Those, that, those are possibilities. But generally speaking, um, when you're dealing with an incompetent adult or alleged incompetent adult, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's, oftentimes the result of some sort of progressive disease that's not necessarily going to get better with time. Gotcha. Well, thank you very much for coming on the Elder Law Report yes, today sir. and uh, talking about guardianships. Of course. Um, you know, if you need help with planning ahead, estate planning, or your family or is in a situation where you have to pursue guardianship over a loved one, we can help. You can you know, we would offer a free consult to sit down, discuss an estate plan or a guardianship situation. And you can take advantage of that simply by going to our website, mcelderlaw.com. That, that's mcelderlaw.com and clicking the schedule a free consult button. Huge button right on the screen there. And you can also call us. And we have plenty of operators standing by. We have great people. Uh, call 1-888-999-6600 to schedule your free consult today. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Life is busy, we all know. We put off planning till things get slow. Tomorrow's never promised today. Don't get too busy and let it all slip away. planning or more complex we can help when you're perplexed if a loved one needs long-term care we can help avoid some of the scare please don't wait till it's too late call mcintyre elder law state planning benefits and even probate we take the planning piece off your plate if you or your spouse were in the military we can help with benefits for your family please don't wait till it's too late call mcintyre elder law 